Hi, uh, this is uh, Tap Lai Ko from Chunwei Capital. We are a venture firm from China, about uh, five years old. To date, we manage about close to $2 billion in funds under management and invested in close to 150 companies. I've made three trips to India, and what I've seen is uh, actually very, very interesting. First of all, I think mobile internet is uh, going to uh, take off quite big in India. And then second, I've seen very promising entrepreneurs in India. Uh, I think Indian uh, entrepreneurs have made very good products and technology. So I've been asked by Kalari to do this podcast about uh, what India can learn from rapid scaling of Chinese startups. So I'll just go through a few pointers that I've prepared. I think first of all, the name of our firm is uh, Shun Wei. And it's a short form for a Chinese acronym, Shun Shi Er Wei. Trying to translate it in English, it essentially means uh, how you leverage on a big trend to achieve greatness. So I think uh, about uh, how do we scale a startup in general. To us, it's in our name that uh, whatever business model uh, that we invest in, it has to be leveraging on a big trend. So for example, right now in India, it has to be something related to mobile internet. And in China today, something related to internet of things. So there, it has to be leveraging on a big trend and a market that's huge enough. So uh, that's a very important factor in uh, scaling of Chinese startups that we look at. In China, most of the business model that we have seen, they are largely operationally driven, but technology enabled. So uh, technology has played an important role in increasing the efficiency of our startups. So I think technology is important as a technology enabler. For example, a startup called Meituan, which uh, some of you might be familiar with, it is the largest group bond uh, equivalent in China. Uh, back in Meituan's early days, when it was founded in maybe 2010 or 2011, there were hundreds or even thousands of companies in the same business model. So it was a very, very competitive space with uh, lots of startups in, in the same business. And eventually, uh, Meituan largely eliminated the, their competitors. And uh, how they managed to do that, I think there are several reasons. Uh, one very important reason was that uh, they were very, very efficient. Their operation was extremely efficient because of the use of mobile technology to help their team build their offline infrastructure. The other question that I was asked to address is uh, how does financial strategy, how does capital efficiency help uh, play a role in helping startups scale rapidly in a competitive market? I think in terms of capital efficiency, there are a few ways to look at this. In general, let's talk about fundraising first. The advice that we usually give to our startups is that uh, raise money when you don't need it and uh, raise more when you can. So, and we often tell our entrepreneurs not to be fixed up on valuation. The market will decide uh, how much the valuation of the company will be. So I think in terms of uh, fundraising, uh, always try to raise money when you don't need and uh, raise more money than you need. I think in terms of capital efficiency, uh, there are a few ways, other ways that we also encourage our startups to do. First of all, uh, try to optimize your debt and working capital. As much as possible, leverage on your working capital, delay your payment, get longer credit terms, 
And uh, if you're in the e-commerce business, uh, inventory is important, but uh, it's important for you to uh, keep a very slim inventory. And for most of the uh, companies that we invested in, we encourage them, at least for startup, uh, try to focus on a more manageable uh, set of inventory. Because the larger inventory you have, the larger working capital you require and the more capital you require. The other thing that is important, I think, in terms of capital efficiency, uh, for almost every startup, at some point in time, you are going to have a few key competitors and you could be fighting head on head with a key competitor. So at the right time, uh, try to eliminate your competitor as soon as possible. Giving you an example, there are two startups in, in China. Uh, one of them is called uh, 58.com and the other one is called Ganji.com. Uh, both of them have fought on head to head for the past 45 years. And each time they raise huge amount of cash is followed by a huge amount of money spent on customer acquisition and advertisements. But recent uh, one to two years, if you look at the uh, startup space in, in China, the trend has been consolidation. For example, again, quoting Meituan as an example, uh, Meituan merged with Dianping. And then in the travel space, we have a sea trip and China forming a very strong alliance. And then in the taxi hailing space with Didi and uh, Kuaidi merging, I think the uh, with the consolidation of your competitors, the results that we hope to achieve is that you focus your cash on your business itself rather than uh, engage in unhealthy competition with your competitors. I have a few uh, pointers that uh, I was also asked to address. When it comes to hiring talents, whether is it better to hire local talents or, or have uh, people with uh, uh, global talents with experience in building similar companies elsewhere. Our experience is that, uh, again, largely, again, it depends on the business model and as well as the role the person is uh, filling in. But in general, if it's a role that, that is uh, basically running the domestic operation in China, Chinese market, our experience is that the uh, local talent is actually, uh, they usually work better uh, because they are much more in tune with uh, what's happening in the business environment, the competitive environment, the local culture, and uh, we found them to be uh, a lot more efficient and a lot more responsive to uh, managing whatever challenges or managing the KPIs in their portfolio. Global talent will be useful when it is more uh, maybe outward facing. I think the benefit of global talent is that they have a wider perspective and uh, they are, because of their exposure, they can provide a startup with a added perspective outside of China. So I think those are the, uh, the, the, the benefits of uh, what a global talent can bring to a local team. So uh, I think in certain roles, they, they can really play a very big role in helping startups. But in other roles that are operationally driven uh, in the domestic market, uh, our experience is that the local talents will work a lot better. I was asked to share what other mistakes uh, one should avoid while scaling rapidly. I think um, I have a few points to share. I think, first of all, doing a startup is a marathon. 
I think each of us need to manage our own pace and then pacing in different perspectives. Uh, pacing in terms of your business scale and operation, the the pacing of your team, how fast you grow your team, the the psychology aspect of your team, the morale of the team, and a very important element is the the family element. Uh, we are a strong believer that uh, because doing startup is a long marathon, uh, you have to have a work life balance. So if you do not have a work life balance. If your family members are, are unhappy, uh, it's difficult usually for the entrepreneur to to be fully dedicated and focused on the business. So, so I think a ve- most a very important point that I wanted to emphasize is that the, this is a marathon and uh, manage your pace with regard to the, your business and operation and with regard to your family. Uh, second, which is very important as well, is that uh, to manage your ego. I think um, doing startups is a very uh, challenging task because you have to put in lots of hours and uh, you have to make a lot of sacrifices. And uh, in a few instances in which we have seen companies having made significant progress in terms of business or it could be in terms of the valuation that they fetch in a new financing. Uh, there are a few instances we have seen um, the entrepreneur's ego getting inflated. And uh, with an inflated ego, that's a, that's usually is a very big uh, warning warning signs of uh, uh, them making mistakes. And usually mistakes are made when uh, big mistakes are made when a company is larger and when the entrepreneurs feel overconfident about themselves. So I think the second point I wanted to share with you is to uh, manage your ego if your business is doing well. If the valuation for company is uh, very attractive. The point on valuation trap. Many entrepreneurs that we have met uh, want to fetch a high valuation when in their fundraising. I could imagine why there's a very strong motivation to go to ask for a high valuation. But I also like to warn you that a high valuation uh, could be a trap uh, from a few uh, perspectives. Um, first of all. When you fetch a very high valuation and your business is not catching up with the valuation, then in your subsequent financing, you could be faced with a, a dilemma of a, whether you want to do a down round valuation. A second point is that the, uh, with a very high valuation, then you will have a bunch of early employees and key employees who are paper millionaires. And when their paper dollars be- become big enough, then it may affect how much more focus they have on the continue on the business. A third perspective is that uh, when you have a very high valuation, it might be difficult for you to attract new talents because they they be calculating about the current valuation and how much more upside they have. Uh, last but not least, the the a point that I wanted to share with you is that the uh, eventually whatever business model that you build on. Business is business. At the end of the day, whatever you do, it has to make uh, economic sense. So uh, in the past two years, we have seen many uh, startups in the O2O space uh, burning a lot of cash, adding new customers, increasing their GMV. But if you look at their unique economics, uh, they do not make sense at all. So at the end of the day, everything we do has to make economic sense. 
This is all I have to share with you guys, and uh, I hope to be uh, coming back to India more often and uh, investing in some Indian startups. Thank you.